0: With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather round the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron.
1: We've been talking about mandates from heaven, and, and that's in contrast from mandates from hell, of course. And I want to ask you a question. Why, why have we been receiving so many mandates from the top? Uh, well, the promise is that we're going to be safer. The promise is that mandates are good for us. They'll help us to uh, rebuild, fundamentally change our nation into a different type of nation. The, 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 the narrative is that what we've done in the past has not worked. And so therefore, we need to build back and make it better. And, and the mandates will help us get there. By sort of circumnavigating the people and just uh, initiating orders and commands that uh, must be obeyed, and the promises blessing. Well, our pilgrim forefathers and foremothers understood once they got a hold of the Bible that there were some competing mandates uh, against the mandates of King James, and they discovered in the Bible that God had given mandates, and these were mandates from the most kind and loving and just and powerful being uh, in the universe. And that is God. And, and those mandates, those blessings and those, those covenants from heaven were inextricably bound to the promise of blessing, because that is the nature of God to produce freedom and life and light to those who are in relationship with him. And so, Once they understood that, they wanted to leave the nation that was in bondage due to mandates from the king who had set himself up as God. I mean, they had mandated, they, the king had mandated their children's education. The parents couldn't decide. The king did. The king had mandated their health care. He mandated what they, what they could put in their bodies and not put in their bodies, uh, whether they would get health care or not and the quality of their health care. He had mandated, Uh, their individual rights, he mandated their family rights, mandated their ability to provide for their family through business and hard work, mandated how much they could or couldn't enjoy that and how much they'd have to bless their neighbors with and provide for a future of their family. They had their travel ability mandated, and all these things were designed not to produce freedom for the people, but freedom for the king and control for the king. So when they were liberated by the mandates from heaven, they left for religious freedom and they were exiled to Holland for 12 years and they were hunted down by the king. They were called uh, traitors. They were called uh, all sorts of bad names and they finally got on a boat and went all the way over to the new world, but they landed outside of their charter. They were blown off course. And they realized they needed some form of government or rules. And so they said, do we set up a new king, a new top-down government's power that's going to give mandates and put us back in bondage? Or do we set up a new form of government that is modeled with the mandates of heaven? And they said, God's blessings, our promises always come with blessings. Let's go that way. And so what they did is, Because they were reading their Bibles, they understood the power of covenants. God made a covenant with Abraham, promised to bless him with a whole nation. His descendants would be like the stars in the sky. They understood the promise uh, that God made to Moses through the covenant he made with him. And of course, Jesus Christ offers us the new covenant and the blessing of forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And so they knew that they had to make their own covenant for America. And so they sat down inside their boat before they even set foot on the new land. They didn't even leave the cabin's quarters before they drafted up their version of a covenant for this new nation. And they called it the Mayflower Compact. Now I'm gonna share with you a little bit about this covenant. They they did it, remember, after they had been mandated to death, after they had been stuck in bondage. For hundreds of years, and they were finally exiled and driven out of their country with the great hope of freedom. They landed in a wilderness in the middle of the winter. And on a boat, they drafted a government document that would form the template for all future documents. And in it, what they said was, they said this. They said, We have undertaken for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. You see that? It wasn't to set up the power of the king or the government. They staked the future of their society upon living for the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith. It was the family of faith on that boat. Those pilgrims were church members. They were like you and me. And they said this. They said... That they solemnly and mutually, in the presence of God and one another, covenant and combine themselves together. See, they didn't do this in a, in, a, in a closet. They didn't do this in secret, in the dark. They did this in front of one another and in the presence of God. They, they made a sacred pact with one another. And they solemnly, sacredly cried out to God for his protection and blessing and promised to obey him, and they gathered themselves into, quote, a civil body politic. So, this is a political group. Now, you've heard about the separation of church and state. Our forefathers didn't see that as good Christian people staying out of government. It was the opposite. Good Christian people formed themselves into a body of many members that had political influence to govern their nation. What they wanted was to separate secular government people from telling the family of faith what to do. And that's the opposite of what tyrants do. They want to control the church. They want to open your church, close your church, tell you who's going to preach in your church and what the preachers can preach in your church. We've seen that all over our country. And they did it for the better ordering and preservation and to accomplish
0: the goals of advancing their faith. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise, since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to health care. Are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron.
1: You see, they didn't want to be disorderly. They wanted to have rules, but these rules would produce blessing and freedom, and they wanted to preserve and pass down to their children what they were sacrificing their lives to accomplish, and that was to bring glory to God and to advance their faith. You see, faith is inextricably bound to the strategy that produces blessing because it's part of the mandates of heaven. And they felt that they would do these things in a most fitting and convenient way for the general good of the colony. It wasn't just for the for the government elites that this government would work. It would be for all the people. You see, mandates from man usually end up being, these are rules for thee, but not for me. If I'm the government, I'm above the rules, and so I can't be bound by them. Y'all have to keep the rules. But no. They understood mandates from heaven, say even the government is made in the image of God, and they too need to be uh, under the mandates of heaven, and they need to be servants of the people. That's why we get to elect them, and then uh, diselect them if they fail to keep covenant with God. And they promise all due submission and obedience. You see, they weren't rioters. They weren't rebellionists. They weren't insurrectionists. They were people who would fight for what was right and what was good, but they wanted to do it in a way that was obedient to the laws of the land that were being established under the mandates of heaven by men and women of character who took on those positions of leadership. And that's what this monument to the national forefathers is all about. And this, this strategy of mandates from heaven was adopted by every one of the colonies, colony after colony, church after church, rejected the mandates of man, adopted the mandates of heaven, and that's what led to our nationhood of the United States of America. And that was essentially embedded into the hearts and minds of our forefathers and foremothers long before the Revolutionary War, long before the War of Independence and the Declaration of Independence. The war had already been won in their hearts. There was no comparison. It was, we're we're with God. Our king is Jesus. Our love and our, and our allegiance is to the God of heaven. And it made it right into, that wording made it right into the Declaration of Independence. Uh, listen to this. You know these words. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge, there's that covenant language, we mutually pledge to each other our lives our fortunes, and our sacred honor. You see, their sacred honor, they pledge to one another. This is God and one another. Let me ask you a question. If our founding fathers and mothers, if our pilgrim ancestors could speak to us today, and they began to see that our health is being the ability to take care of our own health, is being stripped away and we're being told from the top in the form of mandates what our health care will or will not be. If, if they saw, and I'm not saying they would, but if they saw that our children's education was being mandated to reflect a certain set of values that didn't line up with our faith, if they saw that our ability to operate our businesses and provide for our families and And take care of the poor and the needy in our churches. Was being regulated through mandates. If they saw. That our political systems. Were being. Manipulated. And there were mandates coming down. That did not reflect the will of the people. Who elected those who make the mandates. What would they say to us? What do you think their advice would be? Well. That's who I want to talk to. I want to talk to this guy right here. This is the Liberty Man. This is the result of the mandates of heaven. The, the, the mandate to love God with all of your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to have that flow through your heart as you reason from God's word, transforming you on the inside and making you a man or woman of character, of virtue, and morality. Who then gets involved at the school board, who gets involved in city council meetings, who elects godly leaders, who verifies the election process so that integrity ensures that the will of the people is being represented in, in, in local and state and national governments. And then we have the freedom to educate our children according to the mandates of heaven. That's this guy who defends those things, who is, who is a peaceful man, who is Obedient to the laws of the land because they're good laws. And he is a person who is free from tyranny. What would he tell us today if he could see what is happening in your county? In this beautiful county or in the county that I live. What would he say we need to do? I would say it would be to start with gathering together, perhaps around a campfire or in your living room light some candles, uh, have marshmallows and friends and, 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 and a meal and begin to talk about the things that we've been studying in the American covenant and educate ourselves so that we understand the why behind the success and the blessing of America so that if there's going to be a rebuilding of this nation, it's going to be back on the eternal foundations of the mandates of heaven. That's where I think we need to start. That's what I think he would say. And I believe that people are beginning to speak up and stand up and eyes are being opened. And we are beginning to realize that what we have is precious and rare in the United States of America. And these are the values that we need to get back to. I feel the fires of revival spreading. First in your heart. Brush fires of freedom in your mind, understanding what, where we've fallen from and where we need to go and begin to educate each other in small community groups. I need to become irrelevant, no longer the source of this information and you need to pick it up and you need to begin pushing it out to those around you. And I'm gonna give you uh, 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 an easy and an effective way to do that very soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.